0: Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk. En dat is nog niet alles. Alle kingdeals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King.
1: Woo! Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to the latest Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. No game this weekend. So it's natural that we look back uh, on Saturday and the defeat by Arsenal. En ik denk. Judging certainly from social media, um, the tweets and Facebook messages we get after games, the big talking point at the moment is the manager. Um, a lot of supporters on social media seem seem to feel that his time's up and it's time for change. Uh, difficult to say whether that represents the entire fan base, but there's certainly, I would say, unprecedented levels of um, of disharmony and anger at the manager, since uh, certainly most since he's come in. In 2013. So, Tony, obviously, you know, it was another chasing defeat against Arsenal. Again, question marks over how the team plays. What's your take on it?
2: it? It didn't surprise me in the fact that if you look at Everton's league form this season, it's been not especially at Goodson Park, it's been nothing short of abysmal. It, we, we thought they'd be that just lapse of maybe the change that we could get that win after the Chelsea victory. you thinking, do you know what, time's changed here now, we can learn from it, move on, start getting in teams' faces and start playing a different way, but we didn't see that at all. It was back to the usual Everton, what we've seen so far over the last 18 months. It's just laboured and slow, and the type of football that Roberto believes that works in the Premier League, which I'm certainly adamant that it doesn't, he's a believer that it does work, and it's... The facts are there for everyone to see. Is that they just do not work at all?
1: I said, it feels to me certainly unprecedented levels of anger since he's come in. Would you agree with that? I mean, is this the the point where most supporters you speak to are you know unhappy with the manager? Yeah, they
2: they they're paying they're paying fans here who are watching who are paying top whack to watch their football team week in week out, and they've seen four wins this season at Goodison Park. Four wins out of sixteen. Now, three of them are against the three worst teams in the league. So you can understand why they're getting frustrated. They're seeing all these beautiful, gorgeous football, but there's no end product. And what annoyed me more than anything on on Saturday is that you're getting beat 2-0, and then you've got the back four playing possession football at the back instead of getting it in the mixer. Now, fans can understand if the manager has got to have a plan B, if, if he's got that, but he seems so, not blinkers in a way, but he's adamant that this is the way, is the right way to play football, and quite clearly it isn't. The results back that fact up, and this is why fans who I speak to after the match are getting totally, totally frustrated with the manager, and you can see why they vent their anger towards him because the team's there, it's there for all to see if you put them all on paper at the start of the season. Everyone has Everton top six, top seven, Chelsea top four. Now they're in a bottom half situation again, like they were last season, so obviously something's not right, is it in the training? Is it the possession football that's working? Obviously, something's amiss, and you can you can see why Evertonians are so f- frustrated in the manager. I mean, you've mentioned the players a couple of times.
1: There, now, at the moment, whenever Phil, myself, Preno, any of the lads are writing stuff about the players, we're just getting thrown at us. What about the manager? What about the manager? Almost, and it's almost as if that they're saying the players are perfect and beyond criticism. But everything that's going wrong at the moment is because of Martinez. That's the way it feels, certainly if you're judging on Twitter. And I have to emphasize that, you know, looking at the tweets that come yeah. in, uh, I'm sure they don't mean that. But it seems as if at the moment, is it a witch hunter? I don't know, Dave, what's your take on it? A witch hunt against the manager? Yeah, um, at the moment, it's, it feels as if, like, the, the suggestion is the players, for example, the, the players were awful yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. But afterwards, all the conversation was about how bad Martinez had been. And I think for once,
0: Martinez actually broke ranks and actually criticised the players at uh, the Wiccan, which is the first time he's done that. Uh, and I thought that was quite refreshing. Um, if, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a bit here because, you know, I've been as irritated by Roberto Martinez and the approach this season as anybody, but... You have to look at the results, you know, away from home have been excellent. You know, the best away record since 1911. If you take those ridiculous def- you know, points dropped at Bournemouth and Chelsea, the away form uh, has been pretty good, the way results have. The home form, on the other hand, has been absolutely disastrous. And that does tend to point to the, the manager. You know, the fact that something is being done wrong tactically here, uh, that you can't really, you know, point the finger at the players for. Um, so I understand, you know, why so many fans are getting upset. But equally, this same group of players, is a group, that has been put together by Martinez. That's the big, you know, uh, paradox I've got in my mind, in that he's put that squad of players together largely. You know, he inherited a very good squad from David Moyes, and in that first season, tweaked it, brought in new players, and had you know a Premier League record points haul. You know, which makes you think he is capable of doing that again. But the last two years, just points to the fact that maybe he isn't you know he he won't learn from his mistakes he's very very stubborn in the way you know he sets his team up and it refuses to deflect from this you know this game plan that he's got and the team is suffering as a result so all those things go through your head you think well he's put those players together he's got an away record that's decent but he won't learn his lessons in the home form has been absolutely shambolic so you know what do you then do I mean, Bill Kenwright made it perfectly clear after the Chelsea game that he thought that the flack he'd been taking was a little bit unfair, and he'd in some way answered his critics with that performance, and he did, briefly. But, you know, you can't then, you know, come out seven days later and produce a performance as awful as that without expecting some degree of flack. Um, Bottom line is that I'm always very, very mindful of calling for a manager's head because I'm old enough to remember the situation that Howard, our greatest ever manager, went through in the winter of '83 when they were leafleting for his head, when you know, the fans were staying away, uh, when people were calling for him to go. That game on New Year's Eve, the boos around the place after the goalless draw were merciless. And in the space of two or three months, it turned round. And this squad of players that Martinez has got at the moment is good enough, I think, to turn things around whether it's good enough to do quite what they did in the mid-80s and end up winning titles and Cups, I'm not so sure. But they can easily win an FA Cup this season. Does that then give them the confidence to go on and build on that you know, so the following season, as they did in 1984, winning the Cup and building on it the following year? I don't know. An awful lot's got to change in Martinez's mindset for that to happen. And you know, a lot of it is accepting that sometimes you know, this game plan, this philosophy that he has doesn't work. And As Tony's just said, he's got to think of a, of a plan B. So lots and lots of issues floating around in me. Yeah. I've not really got you know, a definitive <clears throat> answer of what I want to happen because I don't know myself. You know, I don't know whether you know, I want him to be given you know, a lot more time, whether I want a change be made in the summer. I genuinely don't know. I just think that the squad is massively underachieving at the moment, and he's got to be the one man that's held responsible for that.
1: It's interesting, isn't it, because we clearly there's something of a change in the guard happening at boardroom level. And that, when you spoke about Bill Kenwright, with his water manager endorsements of Martinez, um, in his grip next to him was the new investor Fahad Mashiri, who didn't say anything, and I I almost wonder whether or not Mashiri, his now his stance and his way of doing things, will be a lot more influential on what may or may not happen in the summer, and in some ways, if Martinez is going to get all this new money to spend and the new raft of TV money, I do think that it's time for. You know, someone like machiri to lead a bit more of a, you know, I love the fact that Everton have this, you know, affinity between the, the old players, the dressing room, the captain, and the chairman. But you know, triumphalism after one or be a big win in the cup, maybe it has to be tempered with the, with the way the league's gone, and maybe it's time for you know Michiri, the, or the next chairman or the next sort of leader of the club mm-hmm. at that level, to be a little bit more detached from the manager's office because otherwise they are never going to feel any pressure. Mm. I'm not saying I want to see Martinez under pressure, see anyone being harassed, but there does need to be a bit of healthy pressure. And sometimes I wonder whether that exi- whether that has existed up until this point and it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a strange one that because I mean in the
0: past Everton managers were given 3 years and you know they were told if you hadn't succeeded in 3 years and succeeded in bringing trophies to the club, well, you'd lose, you'd lose your job. Mm. But I think under David Moyes they proved that and that's of the club was so unstable then, in terms of you know new owners, in terms of managers having been replaced quite regularly prior to that. Uh, Mike Walker going quickly, Joe Royal going after less than three years, you know Walter Smith lasting a few years, Howard only lasting a year again. Mm. Uh, they needed stability badly, and uh, David Moyes was given that, even though he did have some fairly abysmal seasons. I mean that <laughs> second full season where you know finished one place above the relegation zone, mm. having lost the last was it five of the last six games. It's absolutely shocking. Imagine if um, Twitter had been alive. And 100%, 100%. But the club benefited from the stability that you know he was given then, and I suspect that's what will happen this time. I mean, Mascherini's already said that he's going to give the manager funds to spend in the summer. He's already said his big, you know, primary mission, if you like, is to persuade the younger players and the, the value players to stay at the football club. That, to me, suggests they're not looking to make any kind of change anytime soon. You know They are looking at you know, Roberto Martínez being a long-term project. But for that project to be successful,
1: he's got to show a lot more than we've been seeing this season. Adam, should he be the man to get all that money to spend in the summer?
3: I, th- I think he probably should. I think he's never proven anyone... He's never proven himself badly in a transfer window. I'd say most of the transfers that he's made have been pretty successful with the club. But you've just got to wonder how far do we... Let it go into next season. He's had two seasons now, which have been really, very poor. How long does do we give him till Christmas? Maybe do we give him that next full season? I mean, you've got to you've got to wonder if if it doesn't happen this summer, when when will it happen? Because it, we can't let what happened against Arsenal keep happening. Because yeah. the, the the thing was that it wasn't surprising to anyone. Everyone who left that match was thinking, you know. We, we kind of expected that yeah. and Arsenal definitely expected that because they, they came out and they didn't even have to try to, to brush us under the carpet.
0: And then the weird one as well, I mean, what happens if, you know, what we all want to happen is if it, he does end the season as an FA Cup winner, yeah. you know, how much grace you know, does that give him then?
1: You know, do we, do then you know, mm. Well, they st- gave him a new five-year contract after he finished fifth in his first season, so what would to <laughs> <laughs> <what laughs> <they> give him <laughs> for <laughs> a cup <laughs> win? <laughs> oh, <laughs> indeed, yeah. what, what's interesting
2: for me is that Everton, they obviously trying to proclaim themselves as a, as a big club, a massive club in England especially. If this would have happened at, say, Spurs, Man United, Liverpool, all these top Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester City, would they have settled for two successive bottom-half finishes without pulling the trigger on the manager? The only thing, no, to answer your question, probably not. But
1: I'm of the opinion that, I mean, I don't think anyone would actually... Well, some would suggest that you should be sacked right now. I think that any decisions on the future have got to be made in the summer yeah, because you have still got—is it eight games left in the league—and obviously the chance of winning a trophy. And as Phil said in the last podcast, I'm not sure I agree with him completely, but he thinks if if they finish say 14th to 15th and won the FA Cup, then that makes the season an unqualified success. Well, I think it makes it a qualified success. I might be misquoting Phil to be mm, fair yeah. there, but he was he was generally speaking saying the trophy. Equals, you get a free pass. I'm not sure you do, but it would be a major step forward for the club to finally add a trophy to the cabinet. Don't
2: you think it, it's his way of playing, Greg, which concerns Evertonians for me? Is that he doesn't seem to be flexible in the way Everton plays. So Evertonians know next season you're getting the same football. Yeah. That's what you're getting. I think that's the concern. If Everton could, if the results, if we weren't getting the results and the football was flexible, if we went long ball now and again, all the crosses in the box, mix it up. I think you wouldn't have this clamour for the manager to go. I think because he's so stubborn in the way he plays football, and it's not proven that it works in this country, by the way, to, especially to be a success. So I think that's what's making Everton fans more angry by the week, is that he's not flexible in the way he plays. It's this way or nothing at all. And it's not working, obviously. It's the, like, I was looking on Saturday, and i, I seen it with about 10, or 15 minutes ago, and they were knocking it round at the back, and i seen Funes Mori nearly playing up front. I'd seen Miss Coleman playing right wing, mm-hmm. and I was looking... The team was just so disjointed. was going, but, what, what, what are we playing in? What but tactics But he didn't play that on? way against Chelsea, which would suggest... Which is suggest he's, would... a, he's a good cup manager. But he's, he proved that Wigan. So But it would also suggest a degree of flexibility, wouldn't it? Yeah, when it, it suits in a one-off game. But yeah. over 38 games, it's yeah. obviously, obviously he's not flexible, is he? That, that's the point, the proof of the pudding. I think, I think what he needs
3: to sort out as well is glaring weaknesses in the defence, which have been apparent for now two years. The fact that we can't defend the cross... And that he's very stubborn in the fact that he won't, he says, crosses, no, they're not an issue for us when they blatantly are. Yeah. I think that's a real issue that he needs to try and sort out. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see, like I say, if Mashiri has a review at boardroom level of every aspect of the club, which I would imagine he will do. And there's got to be, the manager's got to come into that. Mm. And it's, it's, where you go, it's, you know, it's where you go from there. If they have won a trophy, does that in effect buy the manager another season? But it's also a significant amount. I mean, he's, a few people have, have seen him say he'd be a brilliant head coach, eh, sorry, head scout, because mm. his, his work in the transfer market, Lars has been really positive. He identifies good players and signs them, give or take you know, a few Wigan imports. But generally speaking, you wouldn't mind him getting that money to spend. It's just, I suppose, it's, it is that that kind of philosophical zealot approach to the way he wants to play and it's whether he's ever going to change. See, My
2: concern is that I take your point on the Sirens have, have been really good really good, but it's the the defenders which concerns me. He doesn't go out and buy a natural defender yeah. out and out English centre-half or yeah. someone who's used to the Premier no, League. You've got Funez I money agree. there and he's just he's like a fish out of water for me. The football and defenders, the comfortable on the ball Alcaraz has another one. He doesn't seem to like proper defenders who want to get the foot in who want to defend the, this this manager, he's so interested in football and defenders for me, and it, it you can see the the um, the proofs in the pudding when you're looking at the results and the crosses in the box and every time a cross goes in the box, Evertonians have got their heads in their hands because they just know what's going to happen.
1: I think ultimately he's never going to change the way he wants his teams to set up and play, and his hope is that he gets a long time at Everton to make that such a part of every level of the club from the under nines up. And he gets the faith from the board to bring in the players who are good enough he maybe feels to play that way. And maybe he's already planning with a lot more money to spend to bring in players of a level that can play that way. And ultimately, it's whether that ever works in the Premier League. And like you, I've got major doubts that the Barcelona model of possession-based football can work outside of Camp Nou. Bayern got Pep Guardiola and didn't play that way.
2: Leicester have got the worst possession stats in the Premier League this season, top of the league.
1: I think that's what's hurting There's in a pronoun. They're looking at Leicester, they're looking at Tottenham. And they're, thinking, they're looking at a major... West, mid- West Ham. Mid- uh, they're looking mid- at exactly, a Massive
0: mm. missed opportunity this season. I mean, no Europa League football, therefore, you know, all efforts can be concentrated mm. on the Premier League, stroke domestic cup competitions. And okay, you know, one domestic cup competition was a near miss, you know, so you know, you could argue that the officials let Emerson down that night. Equally you could argue that the tactics, you know, were wrong on the night mm. having established a lead and then they failed to defend it. Uh, but when you see clubs with worse playing squads than Everson's, i.e. Leicester City, overachieving so much, it makes you think that what should have been achieved this season, I mean, look, okay, I'm not saying Everson should have been challenging for the Premier League, but fourth place was absolutely up for grabs with just a respectable level of, of defending, being able to organise the defence properly and being able to hold on to Leeds properly. This system that Martinez plays works up to a degree because it, Gets Everton ahead in games. It's got Everton into winning positions so many times, but it then needs something different. It needs uh, you know that ability to close a game out. And Martinez will came it all down to do game management. I'm not so sure it is. I think it's more down to you know the way you set your teams up, the way you yeah. change uh, fit, you know tactics and uh, systems during a match itself. You know you just you bring on a defensive midfielder when you're leading yeah. two against West Ham. You know it's just something fairly straightforward yeah. like that, yeah. which uh, which he doesn't do. Um, but whether he'll ever learn, I, I don't know. I mean, he's been in English football for an awful long time now. And that specter of Wigan Athletic does yeah. worry you. you. You think that, OK, you know, Everson could win an FA Cup, you know, which would be wildly celebrated. But, you know, it's absolutely, utterly unacceptable for Everson to even be thinking about, you know, relegation these days. I mean, we had all that in the yeah. 1990s, and that was, you know, a horrific time. Uh, don't want to be going back to those days again. And there's just a fear... That if a manager is so bloody-minded and you know won't you know accept what to us appears to be blindingly obvious, you know we, we could end up you know heading down that path again. Yeah. People
1: speak about the Premier League being unique in the in the big world leagues, Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga. The Premier League's unique in this in in sense of its intensity and its speed, and that's why I fear that trying to impose that way of playing, that that patient possession-based way of Working the ball, um, scoring through open play all the time and only through open play, and always trying to work opportunities down either flank for two versus ones. You can't force that upon a league that is almost a one off. Mm -hmm. It might work, it certainly would work in La Liga, it might work in international football, but it it disregards the uniqueness of the Premier League and the fact that you can't see a Leicester. I wouldn't necessarily want to see Everton play like Leicester week in, week out. Certainly want to see in the top of the league. Mm. Martinez would argue, well, that's not a sustainable thing, and that they're going to tank next season. They'll be out in the group stages of the uh, Champions League. Do you East think Leicester league... fans are <clears> bothered <about throat> with that? Greg? Probably not. I'm just saying that he would. That was mm. probably what he would argue, yeah. and that he believes that what he's building up to would be sustainable for generation after generation. But you know, as Preno says, you look at Wigan and what happened there. They, you know, they weren't able to make it work in the Premier League. But it did win them a cup. I think didn't Steve Bruce have one of the best, or I certainly, in the, I think it was the seventh best defensive record in the Premier League with Wigan's defense. I remember looking at someone.
2: Someone put a picture up the other day of like the Premier League ten years ago, or something like that, on this day, and it had Wigan in like seventh. I looked at it. At, mm. that was Wigan before Roberto Martinez yeah. was the, the
1: manager? And then he when went, he wow. co- when he come in, I bet you what Wigan will have done is they will have scored more goals more than play. They will have had a lot more passes completed mm. and they will have won some shock games against Leicester United. Away from home? Away from home. And but at the DW, the fans would have got served up. There's so many similarities, yeah. isn't there, Greg, between the Wigan it's and Whether and or not he's just evolved that to a bigger club with more money and better players, but ultimately, is it enough to be successful in the league? I just wish he would embrace a little bit of that flexibility that, you know, that we've seen him do in cup games. I well, see them doing the Europa League again, game, cup games. You know, he does in cup teams, that's the trouble.
2: Yeah. But why doesn't he do it in the league? That That's what Evertonians like to know. Why can't he? It's just so frustrating it's when you are every watching league them. game like a cup side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's just so frustrating. And he's obsessed with this Barcelona model, and yet they've got so many world class players. They've got the three best forwards on the planet. So it's easy to play like that. And when even when Guardiola was there, they had Iniesta, Zavi, they had the best players in the world. Now, you can't do it in the Premier League with certain players it just doesn't work and it, he sees this he's so solely minded in the way that's what I think what's frustrating Everton fans are, that they don't see no changing them this is it and the results are there for all to see and you see like I speak to a lot of neutral fans outside Goodison Park and I'm speaking to the Everton fans and they, they come up to me and they go how huge you, you are all these so many class players you go on John Stones Ross Barkley Lukaku Delefeu all these so many great players that you has got how are you so bad I've got no answer to them. I go, I don't know.
3: I think what the problem is, is that it's so inconsistent all season. We see flashes of the football that we want to see, like away to Southampton this season, away to Stoke this season. We've battered them, and it wasn't that possession football. But it's just the the next week, it's just we're back at home, we're back at it.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, Southampton away, so early, but it was certainly my favourite performance of the season. And in many ways, that was as far removed from the way we've played at home as, a, as anything you'll get. But it's almost like horses for courses with him. But at home, this is his team, this is his philosophy, and they won't deviate unless it's a cup game. Mm. And I just think he's shooting himself in the foot. But I also, knowing the nature of Roberto, like I said, I don't think he's for changing. Mm. So ultimately, he's not going to give the fans what they seem to want. Have you Have you ever known anger against a manager like this? I remember... Like I say, Twitter wasn't going really for the first part of Moyes' reign, but mm. I remember there were a lot of people at times who thought Moyes could do no right. Yeah. Well, now I'm saying on on various forums, would you have Moyes back? I mean, there yeah. it's got to be a bit of a bit of balance. Surely, mm-hmm.
3: there's,
1: there's got to be some sort of middle ground.
3: You can't you can't just want to go back to Moyes because it's it's a step backwards for the club. It, we can't be doing that. But Martinez does realise that he has to change. There's... They, the comments that you're seeing on twitter from everton fans now you were seeing when martin has first joined everton from wigan fans you were saying you were saying this is what you're going to get mm. he's stubborn he plays possession football it's slow the defence is shocking in in 3 years it, he's brought everton back down to that level
1: but it's it's level of the the anger and the the sheer i'd say it's balls on hatred from some people on twitter which
2: i don't I just don't get the majority of fans that i speak to they, they've they've lost the faith in him. There's no winning him back. But I think there's a middle ground with him, with a couple of the fans, where they sort of want him to do well now. Um, but my worry is, how does he win them fans back? Even if he, For me, even if he wins an FA Cup, he's not going to win them fans back. Because do you know what kinds of football they're going to get next season? So it doesn't matter, yeah, you got a trophy, brilliant, first trophy in 21 years. But the worry is... You're going to be served up this football next season.
0: It's a results business, isn't it? Yeah. If that football serves up winning, you know, results week after week, you'll be forgiven. Simple as that. It's just it's how many football matches you win, and what he's doing at the moment isn't winning enough football matches. If that style of football was winning home games, I think you know we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Because, you know, it's all bottom line is, you know, is victories, points on the table, you know, getting up to the top half of the table. Mm. When uh, Everton qualified uh, for the Cham- well, for the Champions League, you know, for the Champions League qualifier yeah. in 2005, they did it on a series of 1-0 away wins, you know, sort Two of round, round doubles, hours, yeah, wasn't yeah. It? poor old Marcus Bent running the channels <laughs> <Yeah>. all season, <laughs> yeah. Tommy Gravison, you know, scoring penalties. Yeah. And, you know, people loved it yeah. because, you know, so it was a results business. It wasn't great football to watch, but it was successful. So the uh, same kind of thing, you know, applies. Uh, if Roberto can somehow turn the style of football, you know, which does tend to, you know, flatten the atmosphere of goodness on a lot of occasions into winning football, it'd be forgiven. The big fear is we're not so sure it is going That's to. The,
1: I think you've just hit the nail on the head with the, res, the results business. It's like I heard somebody say um, "Marne's would be a brilliant, Academy director, where results don't matter as much, because you know people used to celebrate the fact that Moyes could go to somewhere like, say, City, for example. He had a good record there, um, and he'd he'd have a way of foiling City. He wouldn't go eye to eye with them, like Martinez likes to use that phrase, going eye to eye. But he would somehow kind of soak up all the pressure and he hit them and maybe a set piece, and we get a result. I think Martinez that would be complete anathema to him. His dream would be an Everton side that can go anywhere and outplay any team. And I still think that there's something really good in, in dreaming of that vision, something really noble about it. But whether it's realistic at this stage and whether or not you do have to continue to be flexible, I wouldn't want to go back to the days of Mo- of Moyes and the way he played. I think Moyes' football reached its absolute zenith in his, in his last season mm. when you know we would play off and around P- uh, Fellaini in the final third and they did play some nice football. And then that season when Martinez came in when they had the best of both worlds for that, that was brilliant, and I just it worries me that he can't look at that season and say what was good about that and you know start it again my but my fear is that he will be looking at that season and thinking it was nowhere near where he wanted to be, yeah, and the irony is that season he got his seventy five points yeah and the last this season certainly doesn't look
2: like anywhere near that last season, as you said was woeful. Do you know what my massive worry is right now? Is that, obviously, we know one or two players are going to possibly go in the summer, the big ones, Lukaku. Well, we fear. Yeah, we fear it's go. more than likely, Greg, Lukaku. He's not going to be top scorer in the Premier League and sit with a mid-table team, is he? Let's have it right. My worry is right now, when I look at the Everton players, the body language on them. They're not showing the, as if they're fighting for the manager. Yeah, let only they should be fighting for Everton, they should be fighting for, for themselves, but they don't look as if they're playing for the manager in the league the, the body language speaks volumes for me. They don't look as if we're putting a shift. And the main concern for me is that they, it looks to me as if they're not believing in the way he, he wants to play football is the correct way. It looks to me as if you've got your professionals. Oh, this is just my opinion. Like, you feel Phil Jagielkers, you're Leighton Beans. They're unsure about playing football as this way is the correct way. And that's what it's coming across to me when I'm looking at them players, the body language on
1: do you sense
2: that
3: as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have to agree, especially in that Arsenal match. You could see, you could just look around the players and you just couldn't pick one of them out who looked up for it. it and it's, it's so hot, so often happened at home this season. And
1: I mean, that's going to come to a head surely, because if that's the case, that you know, it, it, ultimately that sort, if, if what you're saying is true, that would lead to the manager effectively losing the dressing room. And I think that would have an impact on, on any sort of boardroom decision, wouldn't it? Uh, as far as the
0: boardroom goes, I think we need more of a statement of intent from Farhad Mashiri because he said very, very little so far. And we don't know quite what kind of influence he's going to have over matters. I mean, everyone's hoping that he's, you know, the uh, the knight on the white charger who's come riding into town and he's going to shake things up dramatically. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean, everything's been a dual presentation so far with him and Bill Kenrace And you just wonder... Whether he's going to play second foot, you know, foil still uh, to the chairman who's been there for you know 10 years or so now. Um, so, we need to actually hear from him what he plans to do. Um, you would imagine, you know, 49.9% stake and more to come. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to want you know a say on who's you know basically managing the football club, but you get the impression he's not going to be making any changes anytime soon. He's only been here five minutes, he wants to actually. See, you've seen one game against Chelsea, you've seen one game against Arsenal, and see, you know which turns out to be the real Everton. In that respect, maybe the last, you know, so nine or so, let's hope more games of this season, you know, could be very, very pivotal for Roberto Martinez in a persuading Moshiri that he is the man yeah. to take Everton forward. But
1: when you're trying to gauge where a fan base is at with a manager, by all means, and it's a it's a useful tool. You do look at social media, but again, playing devil's advocate. We haven't heard any chants, concerted chanting about about Martinez out. We're not seeing. It's probably old hat. You wouldn't get these days, but the so, so, Touch Touchwood, I don't think you ever will, because I
2: mean, Mike, Arsenal. Mike Walker, mean? that never I happened. No, that was about boarding, hadn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it? Arsenal Wenger. It was a, there was a banner about Arsenal Wenger. There was. Quite yeah. certainly there was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was that Holland. The cup. So I'm just saying, we've, Sorry, not,
1: we've for all for all the anger on Twitter day in, day out, minute in, minute out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've not seen, We've not seen that, that yet. That's Twitter.
0: That, that's the forum, you know, for mm-hmm. disaffected people you know, to get their feelings out there very, very quickly. Um, Mike Walker was completely the worst manager we've ever seen at Everson Football Club and there were no chance, uh, there were no demonstrations for him to lose his job. When he walked out of that Coventry City game early on in that season and waved to the crowd, people thought he was going then and he'd quit. But, you know, there was no, like, you know, jump of joy or anything mm-hmm. like that. Everson fans touch would tend not to do that. I mean, even that Howard Kendall uh, leaflet dispute that I mentioned earlier, you know, was was one or two individuals. It wasn't, you know, a a whole groundswell of, of public opinion. And it's just, you wonder, you know, whether it's just like in the Everson mindset, they just don't do that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know, I hope it does continue because you know, they're there to support the football club. You want the football club to succeed. And I think the bottom line of that is they want Roberto to succeed. They just don't think he's going to, yeah. which is why there's so much you know, anger on social media. But I don't think that would transfer itself into demonstrations unless things went really, really bad. And by that, I mean, relegation. You know, yeah, struggling against relegation. Yeah in which case you could then see it. Even Walter Smith, you know, so there were, yeah. there, there were boos when he made substitutions. I think we've seen a chance if you don't know what you're doing in mm-hmm. a pre-season friendly of Blackburn against Walter. Friendly, you know, why would you get so wild yeah, yeah. in a pre-season friendly? But he did. And David Moyes, a home game against Spurs. when again, he talked somebody off late in the game, and Spurs came on and won. Yeah. But that's as close as it's come, uh, you know, to outright public displays of dissent. So I just don't think it's something that Evertonians do. And that's to be applauded, I think.
2: Well, it's interesting, Greg, is that you speak to Roberto quite a lot. Do you think he's aware of the um, the enormous amount of pressure he is under from the supporters, from, on from the supporters. not just on Twitter? You, I just I, I agree with like the fans that I speak to after the match; they're all angry, they're all frustrated with the manager. Some call him for his head, some want him to succeed. But do you think he's aware deep down? He's aware of the the pressure he's under right now.
1: Good question. Um, probably not because directly he's not under any, as far as I understand, any direct pressure. Mm. He hasn't got anyone above him banging on his door saying, "Come on, yeah, yeah. four home wins, what's going on?" The pressure from external, I wouldn't imagine he uses Twitter. Well, he doesn't use Twitter, obviously. I he don't get, think he's, he's getting a lot go. of
2: boos after after the final whistle. Well, he's had quite that, a lot this season. That's what I was
1: sort of. Mm. That's what I was getting at. I mean, he can't fail to hear those, and I think he's aware because he's getting you know, increasingly terse and a bit agitated with questions in the media. I think he's aware that people are questioning his methods and that and that, you know, we're mentioning the pressure he's under. But um, you know, it, it will be something quite new for him because even last season I think with the Europa League he got the benefits of the doubt from a lot of supporters, didn't he?
2: Why why I asked that question, Dave, is that is because it was so refreshing for him to to see on Saturday he come in in the press set, hold his hands up and he said, That was poor. And it was refreshing to see, and for the ch- for the change. Everton, do you know what? Yeah. It was. Why can't you say that more often? Well, exactly. Again, that's why
0: so many people are, are angry with him because they feel that like they're being kidded, they're not being told, you know, the absolute version of the truth. It's what he, you know, wants them to believe. And you know, you can see with your own eyes that it's you know clearly not good enough. And so when he comes out on Saturday and says something like that, uh, it's refreshing, and it just makes you think that, well, yeah, you know, maybe he is, you know, beginning to feel the pressure now a little bit, and he is, you know. Maybe considering changing things around a little bit. We'll have to wait and see whether he does, but
1: who knows. It's a talking point that will no doubt rumble on and on. Thanks for listening.